Yeah, Yes, an audio serial, written and read by Daniel Cotier. This story contains adult themes, coarse language, themes of suicide and self-harm. If the contents of this story are triggering for you or anyone you know, I ask you to please call Lifeline on 131114. If you are listening outside Australia, you can find contact numbers for mental health support services on our social media pages. These are found at Yeah Yes Audio Serial on Facebook and Instagram and Yeah Yes Serial on Twitter. Chapter 34, Monday, 23rd of October, 2017. Turning the key in the door takes everything I've got. I'm going straight to bed. No passing go, no collecting $200. Just sleep. What are you thinking, you fucking idiot? Adrenaline shoots through me. I'm awake now, what the fuck was that about? I live here, I need to open the door to come inside. Finn's head pops around the door frame to the lounge room at the end of the long hall. Joni Mitchell, you've got to come and watch this. Sharon is roasting these idiots. I pop my tote into the doorway. Who's Sharon? Sharon Karen Streslecki. Magda Zabansky. She's on Q&A. I get to the lounge room and am greeted by Finn laying on the floor with his foam roller in a loose pair of shorts and another singlet. I don't think he owns any shirts with sleeves. But then I wouldn't either if my arms looked like that. His pelvis rolls back and forth, but I'm too tired to even look at it. I collapse down and relief floods my body. It's been three double show days in a row. Thank the higher power or the Jesus or whatever for a morning off tomorrow. I muster the stamina to listen to Magda. She sits on the middle left, next to Tony Jones, the host. Finn points to the old white guy to her left. He's an Anglican archbishop. Then there's Magda, Daddy Jones. Then the Sri Lankan lady is Katrina, and she's the head of the vote no people. And then the other old white guy is a priest who's voting yes. So Magda is the only one with a horse in the race. Yep. Finn nods, clenching his strong jaw. That's fucked. Poor Magda. She must be so stressed right now. She looks composed, though. How's it been going? One guy at the start is voting no and gets bullied on the bus because of it. I frown. How do the people on the bus know? No idea. Weird. Magda was giving a really good answer to a question and someone in the audience yelled at her to answer the question. And it was fucking tense. She obliterated him though. (laughs) Good work, Mags. Daddy Jones, as Finn would have it, throws to an old lady who is really not camera ready. She asks the yes priest a long and winding question about dogma and how she's supposed to know if it's the word of the living God which tells her that a man shall leave his mother and father to take a wife and the two shall become one, which sounds a lot more like the words of the living goddesses, the Spice Girls. How the fuck can you think the richest fucking institute in the world is losing out? Every question has been about religion. No one wants to talk about experience. Finn is raging. The veins in his arms are bursting. You don't have to watch this if you don't want to. It just makes me so fucking angry. 
the yes priest, who has the same haircut as Tony Jones, rounds out his response. He says that the gays can't have sacramental marriage, but should have non-churchy marriages, and that he thinks God would like that. I nod. He seems good. Just wait till the other one talks. The other one starts in. His hair is dark and his tie is red. He starts his own long and winding response that seems to be looping around itself. Oh, I can't do it. Finn looks at me. Can I turn it off? I can't watch. I'm too exhausted to go on either. Yes, please. The screen goes to black. Finn sits on the floor and throws his roller away. This is the problem I have with step two. Oh? I walk into the kitchen and flick on the kettle. I mean, those people, those men, they get to sit there and say whatever they want with 2,000 years of support behind them. And there were gay people all 2,000 of those years. We just couldn't say anything or else we'd be killed. Magda sits there with centuries of oppression and just a few decades of pride and has to defend herself flying solo. It's fucked. Yeah, it's not fair. I get the mugs down. Somehow, with the addition of his mugs, we've maintained a 12 to 1 mug to person ratio. Baffling. And I meant to just give my life over to God to restore my sanity. I get the tea bags out of the drawer. Two people recent to recovery have a lot of tea bags floating around. How do you reconcile it? What? Finn appears in the doorway. He's so tall. The giving of your life over to God's death. Fuck, I hoped we'd avoided this. Honestly, at the moment, I'm only just starting to really understand step one. Like, until last week, my life was unmanageable. I haven't really thought about step two yet. Well, I now pronounce this home chapter of Gay AA open. He grabs a ladle and bangs it on the counter like a gavel. Welcome to our first speaker, Banjo Mitchell. Now, answer the question. I feel like a walking skeleton. I don't have the energy for theological discourse. I don't know. Finn rolls his eyes at me, opens the fridge and gets the milk out. The kettle flicks up. I'm not speaking again. I'm too tired. Consider this a boundary. I pour the boiling water over the bags and let them steep in silence. He's bursting to say something. He keeps flexing his biceps, which I don't think he knows he does when he's emotional. Is this going to be our first fight? We've come a long way in a fortnight. He's like a friend that you make on a Kentucky tour. I'd never normally speak to this sort of person, but in the circumstances, they're the only other one there, so you move past any preconceived notions. He breaks the silence. Well, what God do you believe in? I don't know. He's seething. This is fascinating. I've never lived with a person who doesn't hide their emotions. I'm used to passive-aggressive. This aggressive-aggressive approach is a bit spooky and a little bit arousing. I hand him the tea. He takes it through and sits on the lounge. I follow him and sit on the arm of the couch. If I sit on anything comfortable, I'm going to fall asleep. I guess if I had to pick one, I don't want a God. Or... I don't want a religion with people at the peak of it, you know? I really distrust organised religion, and especially with all the Me Too stuff coming out at the moment, it's made me distrust the Catholic Church even more. All that stuff that's coming out about fucking George Pell, who said that homosexuality has a higher mortality rate than smoking, 
I brush over Finn's interjection. I like the higher power idea. Like, it's not a celestial being. It's just a common empathy and love that lives inside everyone. We all have access to it and we can use it to strengthen ourselves and those around us. Okay, I must have thought about this because until this moment, I'd have said I'm an agnostic leaning towards New Testament Bible God. Finn sips his tea. No, it can't live inside all of us. If that's true, then it's not a higher power. It's just a normal power. I want a hot Jesus with abs who sits down and writes out the whole storyline of your life. Everything is predetermined and you're just going through the motions. He's like the sexy narrator from Hercules. I take a sip. I used to think everything was preconceived, but the last few months living in my car, I don't believe that anymore. He bolts up on the lounge and my heart starts pounding. What? Shit. You were living in your car. Damn it. I let my defences down because I was tired. Ah, fuck it. Kelly said to share your shame story with those who deserve to hear it and the other day he told me about the time he did cocaine off a sharps box and got the flu. Yeah. He looks at me like I've told him I have five nipples. What was that like? Uncomfortable. It's hard to stretch in a car. How would you do your laundry? Go to the river and beat it against a rock. He laughs. Thank God. Thank higher power. A bit of tension dissolves. Sorry, I know I'm intense. I just get really fucking angry. That's why I used to drink. Now I don't have that. We both sip our tea, but neither of us gets the hit or the altered state that we want. I really fucking want to win this thing. I walk to my bedroom and fish the grubby letter from the depths of my tote. Even holding it makes me shake. I've been carrying it around, too scared to put it in the letterbox. It's opening me up to defeat. Here, I brandish the envelope at Finn. I'm being vulnerable and embracing step two. Um, what's the exact wording for step two? Finn shrugs. I don't know, my big book is still in the post. Okay, then Google it. He nods and starts to Google. So weird having Wi-Fi again. I'm starting to get addicted to checking Grinder after not having any data on my phone for so long. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Great. Well, let's put this out to the power greater than us. I turn and walk down the hallway. Come on. Finn scrambles up off the couch and slides on those ugly Greco-Roman sandals. If he grew his hair out, he could be his own sexy beabbed Jesus. What are we doing? I hold the door open for him and he exits. I check that I have my keys in my pocket. Returning my vote. The biceps flex again. You haven't returned it yet? I was too scared. Come on. He and I walk up the chilly street and I try not to look at his hard nipples. We walk past the train station, across the road and approach the red box that we're putting our hopes into. It's shaped like one of those tablets that Moses brought down from the mountain, which teems with the theme of the evening. I grab the dirty envelope, which has been taunting me with its branding. Don't delay, mail back today. I pull the mouth open and place it on the tray. Higher power, please see that this gets to the ABS safely and undamaged. 
Many thanks. Then I do the sign of the cross out of habit and let go of the handle. The tray flips up, and I've voted. And it feels really good. Finn wraps his arms around me, and that feels pretty good too. Now, please, I say to his hard chest, can I go to bed? Yeah, Yes is written, read, produced, and directed by Daniel Cotier. Music, editing, and sound engineering is by Nathan Barraclough. If you have any queries or concerns, you can contact us at yayesaudioserial at gmail.com. Tune in next week for the continuing adventures of Banjo Mitchell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>